Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is uh, uh, our uh, guest Thursday, and uh, we're real excited about uh, uh, having our special guests, Tom and Suzanne Ewing, out of uh, Windsor, Colorado, uh, a little bit north of Denver. Uh, we live south of Denver, but they're they're north of Denver, uh, so we're excited to have you guys and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you. Yeah, we're we're uh, excited to have you guys and. Uh, uh, great having you and uh, Kathy. You know you know them. They're great. Our worship leaders. Yes. They've been worship leaders with our ministry for many, many, many years now. Uh, right, uh, and we've known them now for I guess five and a half years or so. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know everybody who meets the two of you adores you. Yeah. So oh. uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to just share your story with people today and for them to hear what abiding's like for you because I do think the two of you bring a perspective and a realness and just authenticness that um, inspires people to want to be intimate with God. So I'm excited to hear you share today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're real excited. Uh, so uh, if you would start, um, uh, tell us a little bit about how each of you came to know Christ. What 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 was that story like? Sure. Want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So I grew up uh, a pastor's kid. My dad was a Presbyterian minister. And um, in, I think it was second grade, Mrs. Lay's Sunday school class. Uh, there were light green walls in the room. I, re- I totally remember it. I asked <laughs> Jesus into my heart. And, uh, you know, she talked about the prayer and asked, you know. And honestly, from that time on, I had a sense that God was with me, uh, even through years you know, in kind of early college years, just running away from the Lord. Um, So that's kind of where my journey began. And then, um, um, and did some growing in the Lord, you know, through junior high, high school, but never really understood um, uh, the fullness of of living in the spirit of God and the joy and the life that God has for us um, as we yield to him. And my, my thought was if I if I turn my life over to God and just give him full control, I'm going to end up being a missionary in Africa or someplace, <laughs> you know, and uh, which isn't bad. But um, uh, I didn't understand that God's desire was to bring us into the fullness of life, life abundant, like you guys, you know, have been talking about. Um, so, yeah, and I when Suzanne and I met, I know that's kind of going into the next part of the story, but it was when. Um, I was in, in early college, just having a hunger to come back to the Lord. Um, at, at that time, we can talk about that later, but you can talk about your story of connecting with Christ yeah. for the first time. So I didn't grow up, uh, you know, going to church at all. I lived in a great with a great family, and I'm the youngest of six. Um, we lived in Arizona, and uh, I had a desire to want to know God, but I didn't really know what that meant. And we didn't really um, talk a lot about any of that kind of thing. And so on my own, I remember wanting to go, there was a Baptist church 
and a Mormon church in our little town in Queen Creek, Arizona at the time. And I asked if I could go to the Baptist church for a vacation Bible school. It was a one week thing. And the bus came and picked me up and I thought that sounded really fun. <laughs> and so I was about 12, I think, somewhere in there. And I went by myself and I received the Lord, asked him in my heart and got the certificate and came home. And that was what I had as a relationship with the Lord, you oh. know, not really knowing much more than that, but all through then, middle school especially into high school i really began just hungering more and wanting to know more of the things of god and i used to just would write to jesus you know dear jesus mm, i'm you know i'm going through this i da 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 whatever and it mm. was it was a good way for me to connect with him and and how i knew and i had a lot of great friends around me a lot of them were mormon and a lot of them you know, we're talking of God in that way, but I knew I there was more. And so um, that was my first connection, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's a good thing you picked the Baptist church, not the Mormon church. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> me in the right direction. We're, we're happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was cool was Suzanne's growing in this desire to know God. And I mean, how beautiful was it that she, I just think it's so cool it, it, from her heart to just write in, like in her diary, Jesus help me, you know, I mean, and you know, God was just loving every minute of that and drawing her to himself. And so she's coming to this point where she's feeling um, like, I really need to get this figured out. And when we met, we were in college down in Arizona and we met at the time I was coming back to the Lord and the time she was, so we kind of intersected right during this time. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's when we uh, first met each other. And uh, where, where was that at? That was down in Mesa, Arizona, Mesa Community College. So did you and meet at school? We did. Mm -hmm. We were in the little student union there. And of course, I'm a, you know, 19 year old boy and I'm noticing, you know, the cutest girl <laughs> in the place, you know. And uh, I had started going to a college Bible study uh, at a church down there that like a lot of kids were going there. That was feeding this hunger. And I'd sit on the front row and the pastor would be talking about, you know, going into the word of God. And I'm just like, okay, I need to know this God. I, I need to know this. And so a couple of the kids that were in the in the Bible study went to the school with us too. And I noticed one of them talking to Suzanne and I'm like, so who's that girl over there? Oh, <laughs> oh that's Suzanne. <laughs> and, and she'd been dating this guy a long time. So she's not, you know, available. So whatever. Challenge then, accepted. <laughs> yeah. Challenge. Well, yeah, I just, okay, well, whatever. And then later on found out that she wasn't dating this guy anymore and um, uh, that she was up for grabs, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so we met and just started talking and from my side of it i was just so it was so refreshing to meet a, a beautiful girl that wasn't just hung up on herself that was interested in other people and she'd ask and she asked me questions that nobody else asked me which was really cool and uh so that intrigued me and i just thought wow there's something really special about this girl and then and then her side of it is with me and my, i guess more of my family she recognized some things about a family that was following christ that um, I'll let you speak to that. Yeah, yeah, no, that was exactly it. I was looking, you know, I had, was looking, and I, after Tom and I got introduced to each other or whatever, 
I was still not overly interested. I was just sort of sorting through my own things, but I would observe him. So from the distance, you know, at the student union, I would watch to see how he was sort of interacting <laughs> with other people and especially the girls. And when they would kind of come to him and, you know, join in in a little circle and be a part of, I just watched how he spoke to everybody in just a normal, normal, real way. He wasn't trying to be anything more than who he was, it seemed. And I liked that. I liked how he treated the you know everybody and was just all inclusive wanting everybody to to feel valued and important and i really like that about him so those were neat things and then as uh, when i met his family just a little bit later after that that's when it was um because i wanted god's best not knowing what that meant and not even really truly knowing god at all i just remember because i was in such a conflict with what direction i should go and really not having the understanding and the relationship with God that much, but enough to know that God was good and mm. that he, I wanted his best. And so I look back now, you know, almost 40 years later, but we'll be married, but um, that, you know, it was the right direction. It was the right thing. God gave me his best for what I needed, what I was mm. desiring and for our children and for the direction that we all are going so mm -hmm. i think i remember you saying that you came over came over to our house which was not a perfect house by any means but you know but we my parents were following the lord and and she saw the dynamic of how that played out um with all of us as their children and them together and then and her heart you know was like i want that mm -hmm. It was more than her wanting me. It was just wanting. It was the whole package. It was, it was a whole package, but but it was a life in that was centered on God, and mm -hmm. so that's kind of where we began our journey. And shortly after that, we got engaged, and then I went off to Bible school in Dallas, and she stayed in Phoenix and uh, did some schooling and worked uh, until we were married a year and a half or so later. Great. And what? Uh, um, uh, how many years ago was that? uh almost 40 so coming up in may will be our 40th wedding anniversary so, wow beautiful a little before that a little longer than that because we dated for like i said about a year and a half or so yeah so yeah coming up for the big one here yeah in may. wow any special plans or anything you can share <laughs> not yet we'll wait and see what god you know puts mm, on our heart here yeah very cool um so tell us about your uh, family and your kids and grandkids and dogs and yeah. Yeah. yeah we have we have three kids um morgan and she's married to chris and they have four beautiful kids so and they live nearby us which is great so we get to uh, about 20 minutes away so we see them often and as much as we can they're just mm -hmm. I say, people ask me about how my grandkids are. I say, well, they're perfect. They're just perfect. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Just like yours, Rich. That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, yes. And we have Thomas and Debbie. Thomas, our son, middle son. Uh, they live in Nashville, East Nashville. And um, they are expecting child. So uh, they're going to have a baby in April and we're super excited about that, their first child. And so another grandbaby always is a beautiful thing. And we have our son Tucker who lives in San Diego, California. And he's single and an awesome guy working, working hard and doing a great job. And 
Yep. That's our family. Yeah, that's great. And music is in the family there. There's Music's, a lot of talent the there. Yeah. <laughs> and tell us, uh, uh, so what is your uh, ministry now? Uh, what do you do in terms of your, I yeah, know you've been, a, you've been a worship leader, but you've been off uh, kind of with your own leading over the last many years. How's, how's that going? What are you doing? Yeah. So we were <clears throat> um, vocational ministry people. We've been our whole married life and uh, we were on staff at, at various churches, one church for 22 years, but over about a 25 year period, uh, we were pastors on staff at, at churches and we left um, that. We just felt like the Lord said, hey, this season of doing this is over. We didn't really understand what was happening and didn't have any clue of where we were going, but we felt like the Lord said, I want you to step down from this. So we did that in 2007 and um, just not even really knowing what we do. I, honestly, I felt like I, I didn't have any more oil in my lamp. And even though we were trying our best to replenish, I just thought, well, maybe we'll do some business things or whatever. But so after we left this church, it was in Colorado here. Um, we started getting phone calls from other churches that asking for help uh, in the worship realm. So uh, fast forward to now, so that's 14 years later, um, we've been doing this kind of worship consultant, uh, worship coaching, helping churches identify what worship should be for their church and the calling of their church, um, helping church go through uh, interim seasons in worship. Um, so kind of a worship consulting thing we've been doing um, since then. So any given week, uh, I'm leading worship at a, some church, uh, usually connected to a coaching situation, mentoring situation, or uh, helping them get, get through a season of um, transition. And uh, shortly after we left the church in 2007, we met Rich and Linda, um, and they asked us to uh, you guys asked us to come do some worship for your retreats. And those were just starting to get off the ground, if I'm remembering right. And um, we thought, wow, that's great. We'd love to do that and started getting involved. In it. And then we realized uh, the content that was being shared was really important for our lives. <laughs> we're like, uh, okay, this is the real reason we're here is uh, to be transformed by the word of God and just it helped us to reset our relationship with God, understand how to do that better together. And uh, so now we were a part of the Living Waters, uh, Offer Jesus Living Waters ministry, um, doing retreats ourselves. So Suzanne and I do some of the retreats that you guys I'm sure have been talking about um, and as well as doing them together with you guys. And, and that's been just uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Uh, it was uh, it was amazing uh, when we would uh, I, we had shared the story before, but we had um, you know experienced live worship uh, with the uh, member of the Mufasa of the Lion King in Ireland. Oh, that's right. Um, I remember you sharing that and story. And it was uh, oh, this is a lot better than than CDs. <laughs> so um, yeah. we uh, yeah we prayed God you know give us uh, worship leaders, and uh, so we had visited a. Uh, uh, we were going to a church, and Tom was a guest. You were a guest uh, worship leader at um, uh, Jubilee, <clears throat> and like, I know you were active active with them. Uh, and uh, God said, "Talk to that guy." So, <laughs> uh, 
uh, hey Tom, you know, you, you, can you do this for us? He said, well, you know, I, I can do some. I can't do a, I can't do them all because we travel a lot, do our own stuff. But I, he gave me a list. Uh, here, talk to these guys, and out of that came Rick, Rick and Nancy Hoover. Mm -hmm. uh, oh wow! Uh, out of that list, so uh, Tom, who happened to live right down the road from right, you? Right down the road. Great. So, uh, <laughs> so Tom and Suzanne, I've uh, been doing worship for all those years, and Rick and Nancy, uh, and uh, sometimes even together. So it's been been kind of fun to do that. Uh, so share with us. Um, you said you know you learned abiding. Um, what does that look like for you personally? How is that related to your growth as a uh, as a follower of Christ? What is abiding meant to you? What does that specifically look like for each of you? Yeah. Well, for me, it just it's just totally taken me in a just a whole deeper, greater way with God, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, just deeper and all the things I think I was desiring and wanting and um, in my relationship with him um, just gave me some understanding of how to go about it. And it um, it wasn't so much a system or a way of doing it, but it was just a way of connecting with, you know, with God himself mm -hmm. and um, just finding the closeness and the sweetness and the relationship, I guess, the love, the everything that I guess I just needed to fill some of these voids and questions and things within me up. Mm -hmm. And um, it just gave me, you know, a peace and has given me um, a joy. And I get so excited about wanting to just come before him and connect. And of course, that's what we're to do is just stay connected. Yeah. And so what a joy to just come and be and not feel like I have to, you know, perform or come, you know, do anything to be accepted by him, mm -hmm. but I can just come. And um, so I love that. That's probably for me the greatest thing that I love. And then out of that comes, um, you know, well, and my desire for truth, I feel like, you know, as as we keep coming to him, mm -hmm. that's another thing for me. I've always desired just to have truth and, and to have freedom. And I know that when we do, when we abide and we stay close to him, you know, that then the truth will set us free. Mm -hmm. And so um, yeah. by coming and just staying with him and, and, and continually doing that on a daily basis, that it's just brought me into greater freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What so, role What role has uh, journaling played in that for you? I've been enjoying that even more. Like I said early in my early days, you know, I kind of had little <laughs> snippets of what that could look like, I guess, mm -hmm. without fully understanding. But even what that did back then to now, just I, I'm probably more one that just writes from my, you know, from here and it's just all kind of out there. It's... Um, he does show me scriptures and I, I really do enjoy doing the cross-referencing and going further um, when, when a, 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 a scripture comes to my, watch mm -hmm. my heart and my mind, either through reading something else I like reading. I like reading Oswald Chambers. I like yeah. reading, um, you know, Henry Blackaby, daily devotional, things like that. I also, I like Jesus Calling too. And so sometimes when I'm reading those, you know, it'll bring up something in me. It'll touch on something that really strikes me or whatever. And then I'd love to do the cross-referencing on some of those scriptures and just kind of yeah. go in there too during my time of abiding. So, and journaling, I think I'll just, you know, jot down those things, write those thoughts. And then I 
I like to then kind of hang there for a while and hopefully it gets in me and, you know, within me and stuff. Um, I'll have to sometimes go back and just stay with that. Obviously you've taught us that and that's been so good because otherwise I can just be on to the next thing right, and feel right, like right. I have to keep going rather than staying. That's been a good one for me yeah. to just learn to stay. Yeah and be okay with just staying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love as you're describing that, even thinking about the fact that he started your journey with him with intimate conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that yeah. was really what he began with you. And you can see that that thread has simply grown and blossomed since then, that he's continuing yeah. to to just stir that. And I love how pretty, how beautiful that is, really. I know, I love it too. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. How, about how, about you, how about you, Tom? How does that work for you? Yeah. I. Well, something that Suzanne touched on uh, about God, um, God desiring to be with us or just how much God wants to be in relationship with us. And, and I love that rich because you just emphasize that over and over that our relationship with God um, was, was initiated by him wanting to be in relationship with us. And that when we come to the Lord to have our time with him, you know, just our one-on-one time, uh, as we all know, he's involved with our day all day long. But when we have our times together with him, just one-on-one, um, he's so excited about it, even more excited than we are when we show up for those times. And he just wants to be in relationship with us. And so for me, um, coming into just the way that you were sharing, have been sharing things from the word of God after being a vocational pastoral ministry guy for my whole you know, working career, was so refreshing because, uh, especially the John 15 thing, uh, that God is just saying, hey, I just want you guys to be branches. And not a super you know, involved job description to be a branch. Hang onto the tree, yeah. hang onto the vine, make sure there's life coming in, and then cooperate with the vine dresser as he starts pruning and managing your, your branches and so on. And so, uh, and the fact that, big, big one for me, Rich, was the, that it's, uh, fruit production is all up to him yeah and uh for those of us that are in ministry and i know it's same probably for everybody too but i think a lot of pastors put pressure on themselves to be fruitful and to see fruit happen in the lives of the congregation um you know their church body and if there is is a lack of fruit then they'll take that upon themselves like they're doing something wrong and well maybe the only thing they're really doing wrong is they're not abiding in him and letting him manage all that so uh that was just so huge for me regarding um provision in our lives and regarding production god what do you want to do through us and uh and because we've kind of now stepped into this you know we have a nonprofit ministry and so it's just, just a by faith journey, you know, thing um, uh, that he's in charge of everything. He's in charge of our provision. He's in charge of producing whatever he wants to produce in our lives. And all we have to do is cooperate with him and and be attended to him as he directs us into uh, channeling our energies and our time um, with certain people, with certain churches, pastors. And it's, and it's been fun to learn how to do that over these 14 years now and just watch him just do cool stuff. And some of the ministry assignments, you know, he leads us into uh, seem smaller than others, but usually those are the richest. Yeah. And so it, it, 
it's just been really fun to to watch him um yeah do that in our lives and and i'll just speak to the journaling thing real quick too because um i never was a journaler and i tried it a few times and um through the teaching rich that that you gave us have given us the idea of you know you're you're not journaling just for the sake of journaling you're journaling just to capture your dialogue with god your questions um and then when like suzanne said scriptures come up oh wow that seems important i'm going to write that down instead of just underlining at my bible and going on i'm going to write that down and ask god what is he saying to me and we've seen that play out now in our lives um both individually and then as we come together weekly to go through our journals and just share what the lord's been saying it's been profound uh in how he's used that to help us come into unity and help us discern his will as we go you know forward in life right that's beautiful back to the abiding thing i was just going to add in that you know when we when we were in that uh, we were in ministry for just all that long time and at one church and when we let go of that about 14 years ago we were at a place where our um our kids were you know pretty much out of the house so we were at that empty nester stage and we knew that God had more for us. And I think that was an important place for, to remember that we were at a, uh, just at a place where we knew God had more for us. We knew we loved each other. You know, it wasn't about that, but it, we just knew that God had something more for us. We didn't know what that was or what that looked like. And I think by us coming in then to this whole thing about uh, understanding abiding and relationship and just, and then the journaling, all of those things, learning how to communicate with each other and all of that, it's just brought us to a whole new place mm-hmm. uh, in our relationship with each other, able to communicate. And so that's been a be- really beautiful thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, and as you learned, uh, you know, unity and, ab- and abiding and then uh, discerning God's will, do you have some examples of, <clears throat> of how you've come together and process things to get to unity of the spirit and then let God make a decision for you that actually turned out to be <laughs> best and then better, which is what we keep yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can give us some examples of how that's worked. I know you've had lots and lots and lots of examples throughout your, mm-hmm. your uh, time with us uh, of God, yeah. God directing you and maybe you could share a couple of those. Sure. Um, well, one that comes to mind, uh, you know, and I think I just want to preface it by saying one of the best tools we've ever gotten from you, Rich, is uh, think, feel, and believe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just a great way to. Um, it's a little template to use as you're trying to process truth with one another. Whether Can it's you your remind spouse. everybody what that is in yeah, case they're not sure what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it's as you're trying to discern the will of God regarding an issue, whether it's with your spouse or with your your work team or your kids or anybody else think feel and believe so what god asks us to do according to his word is to speak the truth in love yeah. ephesians and so the speaking the truth in love and and how do i think and feel and believe kind of helps us to do that 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 was a key tool for us so when we're suzanne and i are talking about trying to discern uh, a solution to a situation what is God saying about this situation? It's very important for us to say what we honestly in our hearts, we're not trying to impose this on each other, but this is how I think about it. These are the feelings I have that are associated with this issue. And this is what I believe. This is kind of where I'm at right now. This is my opinion right now. 
regarding this situation um, as I'm trying to process this honestly from my heart. So, um, and that's been so good. And, and when we're sharing that, it's so important to not try to impose what I think, feel and believe in my heart on Suzanne. Um, I'm actually trying to put it on the table. It's like we're sitting on, on the, on a, at a table together and we're just putting our information on the table. This is what I think, yeah. what I feel, I believe, and I'm putting it on the table. And then she puts on the table what she thinks, feels, and believes. And that was so important and valuable to, to me back in that day when we were just learning these new ways of communicating because prior to that, it had been very different than that you know, where a lot of times I would let Tom just make a lot of the decisions and <laughs> I married him for those strengths. I married him for those abilities and I, Hey, I just <laughs> gave it all to him, you know, and yet, you know, I knew God was doing things in my own self and that I needed mm -hmm. to have a voice and I needed to have my own, you know, mm -hmm. relationship with, with him where we're coming together on this and we're bringing something, both of us are bringing something mm -hmm. to the table. And so that was really neat to just feel the validation of that to feel like it was um just a really neat thing where both of us could just come together mm -hmm. and um it wasn't one over the other or that type mm -hmm. of thing it was just us presenting this to the lord and trying to discern the will of god yeah. you know psalm 133 that's part of the abiding teaching is you god commands blessing when mm -hmm. there's unity and unity in the lord is unity under his lordship and so when we submit to what God has to say regarding any issue, um, he'll, if, if our hearts want to go there, he'll bring us into unity, into agreement together underneath his will, and then his commanded blessing is there. So a, uh, 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 an illustration of that was there was a specific church uh, in Colorado here that we were helping do uh, through an interim time. And they had asked us, hey, do you guys want to be our full-time worship people here? And uh so we prayed about it and right and pretty quick we're like no nope, we're not supposed to do that even though we love and respect this church immensely um and so i went to the pastor i said well no we you know we can't do it god's god's like has some other stuff for us he goes well what is it and i'm like i don't know that's that's his job you know all i know is he says no and i you know can't help you and i can't take your money anymore so <laughs> but uh, anyway so and we had a piece about it so then a couple months and i was going to finish out this was in uh, maybe august or something and i was going to finish out the year with him and we'd kind of during the time realized there was two people in-house that would come together and make a great leadership team for the worship community there so my role then for the next you know uh, rest of the year was to help them kind of get in place and uh get their feet on the ground so they could be you know take it first of the year so a couple months went by and i think it was in october the pastor just calls me up out of the blue and said hey i know you can't be our full-time people but would you still want to be kind of on our staff and still um uh you know lead worship from time to time and just have you know some influence in our worship community in our church and and i said yeah for sure that's it. That's what God was after all the time. You know, he didn't want us to be there full time, but he wants to give us this other thing that's going to be better. And by the way, they're going to pay, pay some good money and that'll be uh, a monthly income, which we're not used to having steady type of income stuff. He's saying to himself. I'm saying to myself, <laughs> yeah, God, this makes perfect sense. 
without even mm. going to him and asking him. I just told the pastor, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I go home and I tell Suzanne, hadn't talked to her about it. And she's, and I said, <laughs> hey, guess what? Good news. Pastor called and said, uh, you know, he wants us to be on staff and and we can just kind of write our own ticket and it's going to be great. And she said, well, I thought God said we weren't supposed to be there. And I said, well, that was the other deal. This is a whole new deal. And, yeah, but. And Suzanne, yeah, but and Suzanne's like, well, but God told us no. And I said, well, that that was the other deal. And, and I said, so we just need to pray. And one of the um, terms. He says, we, he says, we just need yeah, to pray. We just need to pray and line up with what God's doing here. That's it. And That's it. Get with one it. Of the things, one of the things you guys have taught us is about this idea of going to neutral on any issue. So we right. have, which is after we share what we think, feel, believe, we need to not just keep it between us, but then each of us take that to the Lord and say, okay, God, this is what I think, feel, and believe. I'm willing for that to be changed if you have other information that I need to know. And I am willing, and I ask you for, for help to put my heart into neutral. So if your answer is something other than what I think you don't believe right now, I'll be cool with it. Because I know that your will is best and none better, and that's where the command of blessing is. So we went for two or three weeks or a month or month and a half. Because getting to neutral isn't always that easy. Right. <laughs> And we'd meet and I'm like, well, what do you think now, Suzanne? She goes, you know, I've been really praying and I, I just don't think like we're supposed to do this. And I was getting angrier and angrier um, because I wasn't really taking it before the Lord. I was already convinced this was the will of God. So prob probably so, probably a good indicator that you're not completely neutral. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which details. Uh, yeah. It's not happening. It was, it's not happening my way. Hey, come on, you know. Uh, right. Suzanne and, get to neutral like like uh, I am, right? But Oh yeah. And you're getting more frustrated. <laughs> oh yeah. And and it was getting it was getting pretty tense. And you know, to Suzanne's credit, she she held to it. And she said, "I just honestly i remember one time come on this is what this is the best thing and she's like on uh, honestly i just don't feel like it's right and then she said to me are you sure you're in neutral <laughs> and it kind of i just thought the wise woman right there <laughs> the wise woman and i'm learning to listen to her and and i thought you know okay I'll go to God and just make sure I'm in neutral, but I'm sure I am. And it wasn't just a few seconds after, you know, we left that little meeting and I went and just said, so God, you know, what are you saying? And he's like, I don't want you to do it. And it made me mad and it shocked me and I it humiliated me. And it, in part, and I realized that part of my desire for that to happen was I wasn't, was that I was still fearful about God providing for our lives. And this to me seemed like a good way of God just getting some consistent income into our ministry. And, and, uh, and I really respected the church. And I thought as, as far as our ministry goes, uh, in Colorado here, this particular church, very highly respected, it would give me good credit, you know, with the other churches. Yeah. And so, and God's like, no. So I called the pastor up and I said, I have to apologize. Um, 
I jumped the gun and this is two months after he I already told him yes. And I said, I can't do it. I, I don't even understand why it doesn't make sense to me. And he said, I think you're crazy. <laughs> I said, I think I'm crazy too. I think God's crazy. And I'm really mad at God because I, you know, <laughs> I really wanted this. And so, but it, it confronted some things in me about trusting the Lord. And, and then we've seen God now, you know, after we have gone forward, um, he's built our faith so strong in just following him, just simply following what he says. If he says no, okay, that's fine. If he says yes, yeah, go for it. Um, and the way he's provided for us has just been supernatural. And um, to the point that it, when COVID hit, you know, we're vocational ministers and, you know, half or so of our income comes from the churches that we are contracted with. And COVID hits, you know, a couple years ago and my calendar just shut down, yeah. gone. And we looked at each other and instead of, I would have panicked prior and instead we looked at each other and we said, it's going to be really fun to see how God navigates this year. <laughs> and so, and we had peace and God provided for us just fine. And he had some super neat assignments for us to do. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to say yeah. on that? Yeah. And Suzanne, how, when you were going through that, um, uh, you know, it's about hearing from God and getting to unity with God. And so you were, you were hearing something different, and you were willing to keep saying, uh, "I can't confirm that." Um, tell tell us a little bit about that, because that's kind of an important piece of of unity. Is that it's not about let's just uh, negotiate to make it easy, and let's you and I agree. Isn't that a good idea? But rather, you really have to come to a confirmation of the spirit and it sounded like you were willing to say I, I, I don't get confirmation I can't say yes to this um, yeah. even 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 with Tom kind of hammering you with uh, well wait a yeah. minute you know come on yeah. come on come on he was kind of scary because yeah. you know it wasn't like me usually in the past <laughs> to mm -hmm. be that way and it was a so it was a growing and a stretching and a step of faith for me to stand on what I just felt like that's what the Lord was saying. And like I said, I'm honestly just doing all I know to do to keep going back to God and putting this before him and just laying down everything I can think of that would get in the way and cause me to want it slant it somehow instead of it just going to neutral and putting it before the Lord that way and being okay with that in my heart yep. and knowing that it was okay, that would know, that would mean that I'm in neutral. And, and I felt like I was there. And so I think because I had gotten to that place, I was able to stand. And yeah. even though he was maybe reactionary or whatever to it, it gave me the strength to stand yeah. on and, that. And when you, how did, how did you receive that revelation that you were receiving? Cause it's not logical. Uh, yeah. It was a spiritual thing. How were you receiving that? That God kept saying, and I'm, I'm not saying yes to this. <clears throat> hmm. um, I think it was mostly probably allowing God to bring me to a fullness of peace. Yeah. I think it was a, a great peace that probably mm -hmm. um, just and, came. Yeah. And you didn't have a peace regarding that. It was that more confusing. I think there was more confusion than versus peace. So when I think when the peace came, that I think that would mm -hmm. be right. That then was like, okay, mm 
this must be you, God, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm okay here. Yeah, yeah. And, Which in, is, and in your spirit, so you're receiving a, a no, this isn't of me, uh, in your spirit, because uh, that's that you're hearing that you're receiving revelation, because it's not a, it's not a logical thing. You can't figure this out. It was like, right. eh, I'm hearing no, uh, God speaking to me, no, and you had to stay, you had to stand up and, 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 and have a strength about that. So if the revelation was to just stand then that's what I did. That's what the, you know, mm -hmm. if that's all it was, then it was like, mm -hmm. yes, I, I, re I received that. Yeah. I, I think it goes back to, to the speak the truth in love. So she was saying, this is honestly the truth of the way I'm thinking and feeling and believing about it. Yeah. So she was being true to her heart conviction as she was offering it to God. And all along, God keeps confirming it to her and purifying that. Yeah. I, this is the truth of what I'm feeling. And of course I wasn't doing that. And um, so that was a big hurdle for us um, uh, in learning how to trust God and come together in unity and- A great step of growth though too for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like even from what you've described, um, I just think it's beautiful that one, as, as you were in neutral Suzanne, and we're standing by what God was telling you there. God not only was using that to lead y'all to what his plan was for you that would be best, none better, but he was using it to refine surrender in Tom. Yes. Um, as I as I listened to that, because you started your story, you're, you know, about how you came to Christ and talked about even, you know, you were afraid of surrender because surrender mm -hmm. could send you off to no man's land, who knows yep. where you would be or whatever yet look at the beauty of where he's taken you now and the way that beginning in that place he has taught you his provision and mm -hmm. taught you to trust him and taught you truly to surrender yeah. and had she not stood her ground she could have rescued you from learning surrender mm -hmm. and boy what a disaster that could have been yeah. yeah yeah i think it's probably was looking back kind of a disservice in my own self that i allowed tom to make all the decisions in our life prior to you know and not us going to god's individual you know together and stuff yeah. and individually because i i just put that on him um of course he took that and was which until you learn another way that a lot of times that is the natural thing though i know you know i think we did a little bit of it in our family home life as far as making decisions together there but the the big thing was you know i was a pastor at a church a pastor on staff at a church and just making all those ministry decisions um by myself and she let me do that and then hearing you know the abiding teaching and hey if you really want to get god's command of blessing you seek unity in him so that was really new to me to invite suzanne into that arena of my life my ministry vocation which we're now doing together you know and so it really flips everything right yeah yeah really so does. it's been it's been great. And I, and I just want to just talk about the uh, journaling thing a little bit. It's been really fun as we get together with our journals and we're, you know, get together. We try every week to get together and go through our journals and we're looking at, hey, God showed me this, God showed me that. And there's issues that we're talking about and praying about and looking for unity and God's will, you know, discerning God's will. We're sharing, yeah, this. Uh, I'm feeling this way now about that. And I felt like God said this and the scripture has maybe something to do with that, but it's been fun to see how God surprises us with, uh, like there'll be a scripture that I'll 
say, God gave me this scripture this week. I just, I'm not sure what it means, but it just, it's just seems important. And Suzanne will say, uh, it, it is important. That That's what I've been asking God about. <laughs> and that's happened actually that a lot more on mm-hmm. where she'll have a scripture. And then I'm like, and I've been asking God these questions and that's the answer. Mm. So oh, that's sharing, beautiful. Yeah. We've had that happen it's time fun. and time again. Yeah. I know. I always think sometimes like we get together and he goes, what do you, what do you feel like God's showing you? I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if I'm hearing anything from God. Then I start talking, you know, then all of a sudden I start <laughs> looking and I was like, wow, I need to write this down again. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. You know, it's just like it comes, there's so much there that really is happening when I don't even realize that yeah. it is. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, it's a great, uh, you know, uh, illustration that you gave us of uh, sharing and, and how to go to neutrality and uh, that uh, you can kind of know when you're not in neutrality. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But finally, you know, when you get there and again, you help each other uh, do that. And you can, and the way you described it is so beautiful. It's not a, it's not acrimony. It's, it's a conviction of mm-hmm. what is God saying and staying with it. Uh, until you both come to come to agreement with God, and then when you do, God says, there, "There's my answer," uh, and now you can confirm it. You know, so what? A, what a great illustration uh, for all of us is uh, God. God uh, wants to do that for us, and uh, and and like you say, as you learn that, you know, sharing your your uh, thoughts and what you feel and believe about stuff, uh, it brings you into intimacy uh, mm-hmm. together, uh, so that your your love, I know, has and we've seen it grow. And grow and grow and grow. So there's an enthusiasm uh, for you know your marriage and for being together and and uh, what a joy that is. So thank you for you know sharing all that with us. So we're we're privileged to receive it. <clears throat> um, so uh, yeah, uh, I just have one one more thing I'd love. Um, you guys are probably just some of our favorite, my favorite personal. Um, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, y'all are some of my favorites of just really giving it away. Um, the way that you step into as you come in to any retreat when Rich is leading it, I know you do the same with you know, others that who you've led as well, but you come in in such an authentic place and you are just so real with other people. What is it that you love most about giving it away? Because it's that's probably one of the most apparent things is not only do you guys walk it with authenticity, but you truly delight to share it with others. And so I don't know if there's just something you wanted to share about the joy of the blessed to be a blessing. Hmm. Um, well, we love seeing God do things in people's lives. And like the Bible says, you know, freely you've received, freely give. Yep. Mm-hmm you can't give anything you haven't received and and i think we've realized that and we're so and we're that much more appreciative of that especially with our relationship with rich and linda and you guys and and just um realizing that we've been given so much in the lord and it's such a privilege to be able to just hand off what the lord's given us and um um one of the things i love about suzanne is she's a, a great question well it and it irritates me sometimes she's a great <laughs> question asker so she asks lots of questions and uh and i've learned from that too in talking with people just let them talk and ask them questions and just listen to people validate people um i mean the thing god did first was he validated us he so loved us that he gave 
And so he's like, you're so important. I'm going to give myself to you. And so we, I think we feel like that's just what we want to do with other people is just give them our time and listen to their story. And, um, and then realizing that we don't really have any, anything to give them that's going to change their life other than pointing them to the Lord. Right. And, yeah. And um, what comes out of, I think what God's done in our own hearts, um, when that's become real to us and we're set free, it's like it, you can't help but want to just, you know, share that with other right, people. Right. Yes. And it's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. We see that on you guys for sure. Yeah, it's we do. so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. It's great uh, having you. So, anyway, thank you for sharing. And uh, we'll, uh, 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 have uh, tomorrow, Kathy. We have uh, End Times Friday, so we'll uh, ah, pick yes. up our series on that. And uh, we're we've been moving into the uh, the wrath of God and the final uh, days as Christ returns. So uh, we're in that sequence of it. So we'll do that tomorrow. So again, thank you for uh, Tom and Suzanne sharing with us. We love you guys, and uh, we're excited too. excited to be together and look forward to. Uh, all that God has for you and for all of us together. And so uh, thank you so much for uh, for sharing. And Kathy, we will see you uh, tomorrow. Sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be a friend and tell a friend and pass it on and let um, just let God be glorified and exalted through it all. Have amen. a great day. Yep. Amen. All right. See you soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.